This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3601 for Monday, the 23rd of May 2022. Today's show is entitled, Read the Worst Car I Ever Had. It is hosted by Dave Morris and is about six minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is, in the April 24, 2022, out of ignorance I bought a real dud of a car. Hello everybody, this is Dave Morris. Welcome to Hacker Public Radio. Now today I'm doing an episode that was prompted by Beezer's show entitled The Worst Car I Ever Had, show 3542. Uh, I liked this show very much. It made me remember that uh, I'd had had experiences, regrettable experiences with cars, so I thought I'd tell you about it. So when I moved to Edinburgh, that was in 1981, I hadn't, I'd not owned a car up to that point. I'd uh, owned a series of uh, Italian motor scooters, small to medium powered motorbikes and so forth. I'd been using a bicycle for a lot of time when I first came to Edinburgh but I needed a car really I didn't want to be using the train to get around and so on so the car that I bought was an oldish Peugeot 104 which is quite small not very powerful but it, it was a car and it did did do the job it's fine for driving around town and uh, I did use it occasionally to go and visit my parents in Norwich uh, which is um, quite a distance from Edinburgh it's about a seven hour drive because the roads are awful mostly I once drove up north to Ullapool in the north of Scotland it was that's a shorter drive but it wasn't really the car for doing that type of journey so it was m- mainly a town car and uh, for short trips in the in the uh, locality so as the Peugeot started to give me trouble I looked around for a replacement and I was visiting my parents at the time and went to a car dealer in Norwich and was shown an Austin Maestro a British car the Peugeot of course was a French car it was newer than the Peugeot and seemed to be in pretty good condition so I bought it and traded in the Peugeot as I did so so the Maestro range at that time was seen as reasonably good at least as far as I know, I, I, I'm no great uh, pundit of cars. I never have been, so it was uh, it was more or less sort of a gut reaction I had to it rather than anything uh, scientific. And it was was um, newer than the Peugeot. It seemed to be in good condition, so I bought it. So the car that I bought was only a few years old and had fairly low mileage. The model was an HLE. Not sure what that stands for. I think the E is something to do with economy. 1.3 litre petrol engine. It's a f- it was a five doors, they call them. It's four, four doors for passengers and a hatch at the back. So you've got a fair amount of luggage space. And these things are called hatchbacks in the UK. And all Maestro models had front-wheel drive. And this one had a manual gearbox. Probably were automatic ones, but the automatic British cars are not common at that time, to my knowledge anyway. The Maestro had a bunch of economy features. It had a four-speed gearbox. And the fourth gear was supposed to be a, an economy gear ratio. It had a an econometer, as they call it, on the dashboard with green and red LEDs indicating how economically the car was being driven. So, yeah, I had issues with this car. 
it seemed to have been designed to be driven as empty as possible was the conclusion I drew as soon as there were any passengers or luggage or both the car was a nightmare to drive there were models in the range that performed well I think being passed by them on motorways and when trying to drive up any kind of hill showed this to be the truth I've read that the standard 1.3 model was pretty good without the economy features but I never experienced one the problem was that the gap in gear ratios between the second and third gear was enormous as if you'd accidentally skipped a gear you know you're changing gear you're you're getting up to a reasonable level of revs you're moving along reasonably well you change gear and the engine goes oh no and it can't cope with the, the 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 ratio you've just given it so it only really worked on a flat road if you were going up a hill it was dreadful you just had to rev it like hell in a lower gear or um, it worked okay if you're going downhill, not surprisingly. We had a tailwind, or <laughs> the car was completely empty. If you had passengers, then you were you were absolutely shot. As I was doing the research for this, I was happy to find a link describing these problems, and uh, I've linked, linked it in the notes. And the guy's description made me laugh. Have a look yourself if you're interested. It also brought back the memories of the extreme frustration I experienced with this car. I, came to really hate it it was all right for chugging around town and stuff but uh, um, not even that because edinburgh's quite a hilly city so you know there would be times when you'd really be struggling up a hill with this so my conclusion was that this particular maestro model generally was a failure i think people would agree with that anybody who knows anything about it has had it equal experience with it and uh, that's probably why i got it at a good price previous owner is probably keen to get rid of it after a year or so of using it and uh, obviously when i went into the car dealership they knew a sucker when they saw one and i was that fool for sure so yeah do your research i guess is the is the thing to learn from that i did keep the car for a few years did a few long journeys in it and frustratingly and eventually replaced it with a, a Vauxhall Astra which is a, another well-known British car this was the Mark III I think which was wow chalk and cheese absolutely differently altogether much nicer so yeah buying a, a car without really knowing what it is you're likely to get and listening to what salesmen tell you um, was a bitter lesson to learn but boy did I learn it <laughs> okay that's it okay then bye been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons attribution 4.0 international license.